I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody say that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? Pat. Sammy Joe. These are some dark days. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're telling me. Why so dark, Sammy Joe? Why so dark? This episode, huh? Just did it to yeah. you. Yeah. This, this a... episode. Boy. This episode wrecks me, Pat. Wrecks you? It wrecks yeah. me in a different way. <laughs> Just double what the... What does that mean? Double the werewolf. Double the... I don't know. It's uh, it's a lot of hair. A lot of uh, A lot of primal nature. Mm. locked in cells boy lots of speaking of primal nature yes i have a cat menace pat cat menace oh i've heard about this cat menace who comes and goes on your steps this cat pees on i have literally seen this cat peeing on my car like just (laughs) walks by my car lifts up a leg and pees on it yeah i don't know what i did but Mm. yeah she, I think it's a she, because I remember seeing her name tag at some point, and it was a like a girly cat name, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, like Claire. Like, n- like Precious like Mrs. or Piddlesworth. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I mean, that's the name of a cat that pees on your car. Female, yeah, that's what I should call her. Yeah. Except, excuse I, me, I hate Mrs. Her. Piddlesworth, stop <laughs> piddling on my car. It's not okay. Yeah, um so she right pees meow. on my car. <laughs> she pees on our on like our deck. She's peed on literally Jeez. on our door. What? Yeah. She's trying to and get I don't, she's trying to get inside. She's trying to pee on everything. She'll just she'll just sit on our like on our back deck and stare into the house. Wow. Until sometimes Appa will see her and he loses his mind and like runs at her and starts barking and then she runs away. Hmm. But our cat will be outside and our cat does nothing. Like, so I don't know if she's friends with this cat or enemies or or our cat just like doesn't give, you know, a shit because (laughs) Willow doesn't care about anybody. That's our cat. Okay. Cat Willow. So what are you going to do? What, you going to set up a trap for this thing? Or? Well, I have a super soaker. Oh, you got one, huh? So, yeah, I, I ended up getting a super soaker. Okay. So, the plan is to... Super soak Mrs. Pittlesworth. Super soak. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally woke up. I had three nights this week of bad sleep because this cat woke me up in the middle of the night. Just She, she comes to our back deck and... And she starts meowing, except it doesn't sound like a me. It sounds like one of those, like, remember those toys that we had that <laughs> were like a little can and you turn it over and it oh, sounds like a, a moo? Yeah. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. It's not a normal <laughs> cat sound. Right. Wow. Something like that. It doesn't, it, I got to hey, just record give it, it and send this what's to you. What's it sound like? Sound like a... <laughs> <laughs> like that yeah i don't know i can't do it <laughs> it's too much pressure now <laughs> oh come on <laughs> <laughs> yeah sounds just like like what you were doing that's oh, okay. what it sounds like right. okay you got it you got it you didn't even have to hear it okay um, fine <laughs> yeah but one night she woke me up 
Last night I slept well because we had the humidifier on. Uh-huh. So I don't know if it was the humidity or the like, you know, the no- the white noise that it affords us, but yeah. I slept really well, didn't wake up. But the night before, 1:30 in the morning, this this cat m- moo meows in our backyard <laughs> and woke me up and but by the time I got downstairs and got the uh super soaker, she had run off. Wow. Man. This menace, this feline menace. Yeah, so menace. I, I got this like spray that I guess you can spray kind of around the house that supposedly keeps cats away. But but we have a cat, so it's kind of a hard thing because like. Well, this is this isn't just any cat, okay? This is a cat cow, all right. So you yeah, got to get that kind of spray. <laughs> but if anybody has any, has had any luck with driving away cat menaces, yeah, please, please. I am at my wits end. (laughs) I told Dave, I told Dave that if I can't chase it off, I'm going to get a like one of those like have a heart cages where you can trap animals (laughs) like like skunks and stuff or raccoons. You know, you're going to catch everything but that cat. Yeah. That's exactly what would happen. Yeah. Mm hmm. That's exactly what would happen. And I mean, it clearly has an owner because it's got a, it's got a collar. Sure. But, that cat is never inside because I'll hear it in the middle of the day, cat right. meowing or moo meowing. Right. Hmm. In my yard. Boy, what a nightmare. What a night meow. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't know. Well, so anyways, that's what's going on in my life. What's going on in your life? Not too much. Welcome, everybody, kicking and streaming podcast, episode 61. This is kicking and meowing. Kicking and meowing all night long. That's what I'll be doing. Yeah. I can never catch for the sure. cat, but I, I yeah. can't because it runs too fast. We got a couple fun episodes to get into this episode. So fun. So fun. But uh, this episode caused you a little little sadness, huh, Sammy Joe? <sighs> this Buffy episode? Yeah. Digs a little deep, huh? Yeah. Kind of tears apart something that's been going for so long, so strong. Yeah. Yeah. Things happen. So, yeah. With all that said, should we just jump into Buffy? Yeah. <laughs> Let's jump in to Buffy. All right. This week, we had the unfortunate displeasure <laughs> of watching season four, episode six. Wild at heart. Wild at heart. Not to be confused with the David Lynch movie with uh, Nicolas Cage and Laura Dern. Wild at heart. Great movie. Very wacky. Definitely not to be confused with that. Yeah. Nicolas Cage. Although there is cage action in this. There is a Uh lot of cage action. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, original air date, November 9th, 1999. So just before Thanksgiving, I could have my hopes and dreams, you know, gutted out of me, basically. Right. But that's okay because Little you got potatoes Sammy. and stuffing right behind it to refill yeah. that soul yeah. of yours. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> I don't even think mashed potatoes could fix this problem, What? Pat. Mashed potato fix all for you. <laughs> it's a Not fix this. all. Not yeah. this. Okay. This cut too deep. That's <laughs> too deep. This episode, unsurprisingly, was written by Marty Noxon because Marty Noxon also knows how to 
tear out our to hearts. Tear a girl up. Yeah. Yeah. And it was directed by David Grossman. Your predictions from last week, you said this Riley guy is going to keep popping up. He's going to become more prominent, but you mm-hmm. still didn't really say if you thought like anything was going to happen with him and Buffy. You're kind of still riding line. the line. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to ride it. And you said that Parker outstayed his welcome, and then you're like, well, maybe he'll become part of the Scooby gang, and I was kind of like, ugh. And they were like, okay, <laughs> I guess based on your reaction, yeah. he's not going to. So on that. No, thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that that was pretty much it. Okay. That's pretty much all you had to say. All right. <laughs> all right. So, this episode opens yet again with Buffy fighting a vampire. You know, that's that's oh, what the show running. is. So. She's running through campus. A lot of chaos. Yeah. Mid-campus yeah. chaos. Nobody's noticing. Yeah. Not even. Nokes. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Because she relocates him away from watchful eyes. Right. But nobody cares and that she's being chased by something. No. Someone. Yeah, there's a lot of... Normal goings-ons. Yeah. Uh, And then her pun, when she says, you eat this late, and then stakes the the vampire, you're going to get heartburn. She's like, get it, heartburn. But it goes unappreciated as he explodes into dust. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. I don't know. That's kind of a weak pun. I was like, yeah, I guess. She stakes him in the heart, you know, and then he explodes into dust. You know? Yeah, I mean, I guess if she had stabbed him with like, like a fiery steak, yeah, then, then it, it would land more a little heartburn. better. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, like a steak that was covered in sriracha sauce. Ooh, yeah, that would have been a heartburn for sure. Definitely, she should have done that right before she stuck him. Just put a little yeah. sriracha on the end of the steak. Yeah, would've just spice a... up my slang a little. Yeah, it would have been a nice. Uh... I don't know. I want to add a little flavor. Product if placement. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then she complains to the forces of darkness that they aren't even trying. She says, I mean, you could make a little effort here, you know. Give me something to work with. And then the camera pans back to reveal Spike watching her from afar. And he says, watch your mouth, little girl. You should know better than to tempt the fates that way. Because the big bat is back. And this time it's... And suddenly he's electrocuted from behind. Yeah. Incapacitated. And then taken away by the commando dudes that we keep seeing. Yeah, we keep seeing these guys. It's like, what the heck? You know? Mm -hmm. These mystery commando dudes. Are we going to find out who these dudes are already? I mean, they keep teasing it. They better... This better pay off. This better be something good. They're teasing and tasing. Teasing and tasing, and I don't appreciate it because you can only tease and tase up to a certain point, and then you got to pay it well, off, you know? Well, you especially don't appreciate it because they uh, tased your boy, Spike. Right. Yeah, I know. And he did have kind of a cool hero moment there when he's monologuing on the cliff. Yeah. Yeah. but That's uh, always a fun time, you know, yeah. when you got someone monologuing and then all of a sudden, boop. <laughs> yeah, then they take him down. Bye-bye. Eh, it'll happen. So then we get the intro, and back from the intro, the gang, as in Buffy, Xander, Willow, and Oz, are at the bronze, which Willow calls her place blanky because it's comforting. She says, with all the shock of the new, it's nice to have one place that you can come back to where everything's predictable. Except it isn't, Pat, because one Rupert Giles <laughs> approaches their table. Yeah. <laughs> and not because Night there's the trouble. Town. 
Exactly. He's just a man about town living his life. Yeah, he's doing what he needs to do, you know? He wants to swing by and hang with the young kids, you know? And you know what? I would have been so thrilled. I know. I would have been like, pull up a stool. Yeah, me too. Mm Mm-hmm. So he pulls up a chair and says, well, it's it's been ages since I've been to a gig. And they all give him a look. And he says, well, don't look that way. I'm 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 down with the new music and I have the albums to prove it. And Buffy says, yes, but it's your cutting edge eight tracks that keep you ahead of the scene. And Oz says, don't scoff, gang. I've seen Giles's collection. He was an animal in his day. And Giles thanks Oz for the compliment. And then <laughs> and then Shy, Veruca's band, which clearly isn't shy about hogging the stage Hey-o. and the attention of men. Yeah, apparently everybody's glued to her. Yeah, so she takes the stage and um, all the guys are entranced. Uh-huh. I Willow, found the uh, lyrics to this song, NC-17. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely very sexual. It's a very sexual song. Sure. All of her, all of the songs are that she sings. Mm-hmm. So Willow possessively takes Oz's hand, and Buffy tries to kind of downplay Veruca's talent, like she's picking up on this this energy that Willow is putting out, like that she's not down with Veruca. So Buffy does the friend thing and is like, "Yeah, she's not very good." Yeah. But Giles doesn't get the hint and uh, says that Veruca has a lot of presence for someone her age. And uh. Buffy tries to give him a look, but he, like Xander and Oz, are Entranced. all under veruca's spell Mm -hmm. willow looks worried and then we fade to an apartment where willow and oz are snuggled up together all cute like sleeping um (laughs) and willow (laughs) willow is sort of talking in her her sleep having a having a a dream and saying nonsensical things like it's in the sandblaster and then she says all gemini's to the raspberry hats but Oz realizes that she's making it up now and he kind of like teases her and tells her that she's faking and they snuggle but before they can do any more than that Willow realizes she needs to get to class and promises that they will you know do the thing They'll reconvene that night. later yeah 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 but Oz reminds her that it's the night before the full moon so he will be preoccupied with turning into a wolf yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, she tells him that she's going back or she's going to go and check out a Wicca group. And then he tells her that, you know, it's fine. He can lock himself up. In Professor Walsh's class, she's returning papers and she tells Buffy that she wants her to lead a discussion group next class, that her work was very smart. Whoa. <laughs> very smart. Buffy excelling at school. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah, she even makes Willow jealous momentarily, but then Willow is happy for her friend and offers to buy her a cookie Mm -hmm. because she's meeting Oz for lunch. And I was like, isn't Oz supposed to be in this class? He was in this class once and then he was never in the class again. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hmm. Good point. Um, But so Buffy says that she's going to meet with a TA uh, to prep for her discussion group and then promises that she will catch up with Willow. So Oz walks through the busy cafe area and spots Veruca sitting alone and no other tables are available. So she invites him to sit with her and he's like, oh, my girlfriend's coming. And she's like, there's room for her too, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start talking amps as Willow approaches tentatively, not thrilled to find Oz sitting with Veruca, of course. But she sits down and tries her best to join in on the conversation. Although she confuses an amp name with an Elvis song. 
because it's like hound dog, I think. Yep. And then she gets embarrassed, even though Oz is really nice about it. But then Oz is like, oh, I have to bail. And he kisses Willow's head and leaves. Like, yeah. leaves her behind with Veruca, which I'm like, come on, man. Like, you know how awkward that is going to be. Also, yeah. you said you were going to have lunch with me. What the fuck? Right? <laughs> Why are you always bailing? <laughs> <laughs> he can't handle his emotions in the moment, Sammy Joe. It's I too guess. much. You know? I it's a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of give and take, a lot of push and pull. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's too much. But then Veruca leaves too, and she tells Willow, good shirt. And Buffy enters the scene and is like, oh, what's with the rapid exits? Is it me? And Willow says that it's it's actually her because she doesn't speak musicianese. And then she says, how come you didn't tell me I look like a crazy birthday cake in this shirt? <laughs> and Buffy says, I thought that was the point. <laughs> And then Willow says that she thinks she's worried that Oz thinks Veruca is sexy, but Buffy tells her that it doesn't mean anything, that even if he checks out another girl, Oz loves her, that he isn't the type to stray. And Willow says, not stray, tonight anyways. like a wolf, stray wolf, stray dog. There's something yeah. there. Okay. Stray cat. Yeah. It's worth mentioning. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> and then Willow says, not tonight anyways, he'll be locked in a cage. Then we cut to a cemetery and Oz entering a crypt and locking himself in the metal cage inside of it. <laughs> and in his werewolf form, he yeah. becomes wild and crazy. Crazy and thrashing. Yeah, he thrashes and he is able to break open the door of the cage and escape. Yeah, who welded that thing? That, uh, it's too flimsy. Too flimsy. Where'd they get this at the uh, Petco? Just like they did that other, remember those other wolf things? Yeah, from the Hellhounds. The Hellhounds, yeah. Hellhounds sausages? Exploded just like that. Yeah, I mean, it took a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> he, he like slammed into it twice and that thing just gave away. Like, I feel like it was at least three or four times. You think so? I think so. All if we right. go back and watch the tape. Watch the game tape. Yeah, watch the game tape. Uh, so then we cut to Professor Walsh leaving her classroom and then walking outside at night when she hears and then sees a rustling in the bushes and Wolf Oz jumps out at her and she throws her suitcase at him and runs, <laughs> but he follows her until she's stopped by another wolf on the other side of her. And this one has longer hair. A little blonde. And then the, yeah. A little yeah. blonde. Mm -hmm. The two werewolves size each other up and then start to wrestle and Professor Walsh is able to kind of like get away and hide as they're distracted. But she watches them for a little bit and then runs off. Yeah. The night I, sky. I, I, knew, I knew who this werewolf was. Okay, Sammy Joe. I, uh, I'm a pretty savvy detective audience member and I knew yeah. exactly who this werewolf was. But you but know what? You didn't it. make... You didn't make any predictions about this happening. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't know it until uh, I saw the blonde hair. <laughs> okay. I put it together, see? Well, I was going to ask see? you. I yeah. was going to, like, ask you, but I was like, I can't lead him. You know, like, you don't lead me at all in Lost when I make predictions, so. No, no. I no wasn't going to do needed. any of that. Uh, so the night sky fades to morning and we see Oz sleeping in the woods naked. There's scratches all over all him. scratched up. As a naked who a wakes up next to him? Veruca. Veruca. Is the werewolf. 
is the Number blonde two. girl werewolf. Werewolves. I can't even say werewolf anymore now because no, you've, you've just exist. ruined that it's word for me. Werewolf. Please and thank you. So, what do you think about this? Yeah, I thought it's about time we uh, we uh, mixed it up a little bit. You know, it's time to get a little <gasps> love triangle did? going in here. Yeah, you know, we need some drama, Sammy Joe. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not with Willow and Oz. Ah, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, too sure of a thing. Got to mix it up a little bit. I mean, he's I already a like werewolf. I, I said this was going to come we to a head at had, some point. We already had, you know, Willow Oz drama, okay? Yeah, I know. We already had enough of that, and I, we, I we're ya. all ready to move on. Uh-huh. I hear you, but still, you know, I feel like we got way more Buffy drama, so we got to even it out. Have some Willow and Oz drama. <laughs> After commercial break, Oz is reeling from what happened and has no memory of it. But Veruca seems so like totally chill and content, and she tells him that he needs to relax. But he's like, "That's not happening." And then they go and steal clothes from the laundromat on campus, mm-hmm. and he puts on these like two big, you know, shorts and a shirt. While Veruca parades around in a black bra and panties, totally unashamed. Yeah. I was like, and we're going to do some lines here. Got to get some clothes on. This isn't going to look good when somebody finds us like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do some lines. Let's do some lines. Okay, so do you want to be Oz or Veruca? I'll be Oz. Just want to get back to my place, figure out why we got out of our cages. You have a cage? Don't you? Oh, yeah. Has a little wheel with a plastic ball and a cute little bell in it. God, somebody's domesticated the hell out of you. It's my choice. I don't want to hurt anybody. Maybe. Or maybe you just don't want to admit what happened to you. Maybe you just want to pretend like you're a regular guy. She starts walking over to him. Well, I am. I'm only a wolf three nights a month. Or you're a wolf all the time, and this human face is just your disguise. You ever think about that, Oz? She gets closer. I'm going. I gotta check the paper, see if we did any damage last night. Oh, we did. But only to each other. I know some part of you remembers that. Doesn't take a full moon, we could do it again. Right here, and she like, like takes her foot and strokes it on the floor. We aren't going to. This ends. Right now. I can help you, Oz. You're scared. I was too. But then I accepted it. The animal, it's powerful. Inside me all the time. Soon, you just start to feel sorry for everybody else because they don't know what it's like to be as alive as we are, as free. Free to kill people? I won't do that. You shouldn't. You don't understand. But you will. You'll see that we belong together. No, I know where I belong. And Oz walks away, and she says, see you tonight. Mm. Oh, oh, boy. Things heating up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to Professor Walsh telling Riley about the two wild dogs she was attacked by last night. She threw her suitcase Buff- at it, you know? That's how you yeah. get rid of them. That's, I mean, when you got nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't blame her for that. Um, and Buffy overhears them. And kind of runs over and is like, what happened? What happened? What happened? <laughs> What's going on? 
<laughs> uh, and so she becomes worried. And then in Oz's room, he's rifling through the newspaper to see if there's any mention of a wolf or a wild dog attack or anything. But he doesn't find anything. When Willow arrives, wearing some sexier clothes, you know, she's like, okay, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can make him want me, you know. Sure. Yeah, she's up in the game. Get it, girl. Mm-hmm. She's got some black like leather pants on and okay. a dark flowy top. Sure. She tries to put the moves on him, but he tells her that he didn't get any sleep and he is beat. And so, you know, Willow, she tries to not let her disappointment show as she leaves. But you can tell she's upset. Yeah. Cut to Giles in his apartment watching a game show and yelling at the TV. So he's, you know, really living his, he's really living large <laughs> these days. I feel like he's just filling his nights with whatever he can I think find. Giles he's needs bored. to get a job. <laughs> yeah. How does he make also, ends meet? I don't know. I mean, I was also thinking about this, like, think he's got does a he have pension? like a work visa or something? Oh, yeah. I you know? know. I haven't thought about that. Hmm. I don't know. So Buffy arrives and he is only too happy to be called into action. She tells him about the wild dogs, a.k.a. werewolves, and he says he hasn't seen anything about the attacks in the newspapers or on the telly and suggests that Buffy talk to Oz. She says, my next step, and then leaves. Willow visits Xander in his basement apartment and he tells her that he's in a dispute with his mom because she won't let him put a lock on the door. I suspect she's afraid I'll start having the sex, he says. (laughs) (laughs) And Willow tells him that things are weird with Oz and she needs a male perspective. So she tells him that she's concerned because she wants to have sex and Oz doesn't and she's noticed him noticing someone else and that the someone else is noticing Oz back But he encourages her to talk to Oz about it directly and that they'll both feel better. Yeah, just chat about it. Again, it's such great relationship advice. And this happened when Buffy was worried about Angel and Faith and Willow told Buffy to talk to Angel. Mm -hmm. So I just really appreciate that this show encourages open communication rather than, you know, immature behavior like snooping, which is what a lot of like other kind of immature college kids would do. Snoop? And this, yeah, you know, like snoop on their partners instead of having like a direct conversation. Right, right. Read their text messages, Ooh. follow them around, they you know. They didn't have text messages back then. Sammy they didn't Joe. even have text messages back then. So weird. I guess you'd be reading emails or yeah, following them or something. We didn't even have, I mean, we didn't even have cell phones in high school. We were like the last generation to not have cell phones, or at least I was. I don't know about you. I got mine. Yeah, I got one when I was either a freshman or sophomore. I think I was maybe a sophomore, but I had like a pay as you go phone and I. Oh, yeah. I I paid for it myself. Yeah. What they call those things? Go phones or something? Where were they? Yeah. Go phone. I I called it a pay as you go phone. Pay as you go. (laughs) Yeah. You had you got like you got like a card. Yeah, for it, like a you big know? one. There's one that everybody had. I forget the name of it. Yeah. I sell I my remember. radio shack. Might have been GoPhone. GoPhone, maybe. Yeah, or track, track phone. Track phone, there you go. That that's was the, it, that's right? That's what I was looking wow, for. Wow, yeah. look wow. at us. Blast from the past. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had, um, I had one of those ones that looked like a mini, like cordless phone, you know? Mm-hmm. It had a, it had a pink sparkly 
faceplate on it, of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. That was my first one. My but first yeah. one was a flip phone. Oh no, I guess I had I guess I had a track phone before that, but it was like only in case of emergencies, you know. Never used yeah. it. I remember getting my first flip phone, and that was so exciting. Ah, oh, so cool. And then the bill came, and I was like, ah, oh, not so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I I honestly don't think my dad ever paid for my phone. I'm pretty sure, like, I went from having, like, a track phone or whatever yeah. to, I know I got a plan when I was, like, 18. Yeah. And then, because I think my sister and I like started a family plan and then my brother mm-hmm. joined it and then my dad took it over because he works for AT&T and ah, he gets like sense. stupid like I I paid $35 a month for my phone plan and I have unlimited data and I have wow. an iPhone That's great. It's it's dumb how little yeah. I pay. That's amazing. Thanks dad. <laughs> Thanks Mike. So now he pays for it. Well actually he doesn't. I still I pay I pay my $35 a month. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Which part of me is just like, Dad, come on, you couldn't pay for this. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I just appreciate that this show, you know, encourages like more mature ways of handling relationship sure. disputes. Cause like I also have, you know, I also watch the show Greek and in Greek like it happens all the time where people like don't talk to each other and they're just like, oh, I can't ask him. Like, let me just snoop on his phone or follow him around campus and da da da. And like that just doesn't happen in the show. People yeah. like they try to be pretty reasonable, which I like. It's mm-hmm. a good, good behavior model. Sure. Anyway, Buffy finds Oz repairing his cage and um, he, you know, admits to her that he got out. But yeah. he doesn't know anything about, you know, like any attacks. I like how Buffy... Oz just knows how to weld, you know? Well, I feel like that is probably a skill you may want to pick up if you are spending if you bust three cages. days. If, yeah. yeah, if you're spending three days out of a month in a cage and yeah. there's a you possibility of busting out, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's a useful skill to have. Yeah. I feel like in Sunnydale, there is no shortage of things to weld considering all the destruction, you know? Yeah. It's a good side gig to pick up plus that van seems like it needs some welding yeah i think just i think oz just seems like the kind of guy in general who would be interested in that yeah physical welding yeah you know maybe not as like a hobby (laughs) that he does all the time but it's just like yeah i could see myself doing this occasionally when needed you know yeah Hmm. yeah so oz knows how to weld and he's welding his cage no problem Buffy tells Oz that she heard that a woman was chased by two wild dogs, but Oz tells her that he doesn't remember another wolf, that when he when the change comes on, he says, it's like I'm gone, total blackout. She tells him that if she finds another wolf on patrol, he might have a roomie. Mm-mm. Then she starts to leave, but she turns back to ask if he's okay because he's, quote, even more monosyllabic than usual, but he tells her that he's fine. Then we cut between Veruca practicing at the bronze um, and her singing plays over Oz thinking on his bed and then Willow at her Wicca group orientation. Emo montage incoming. Yep. Mm -hmm. Emo montage. Um, And we see Oz pick up the phone and then we cut to Veruca walking down into the crypt where Oz waits in his cage later that night. Uh Uh-oh. Veruca tells him that she like she starts to kind of like roll her shoulders and like Uh-oh. 
you know, kind of like move her <laughs> neck around like this oh, whole uncomfortable. thing. Yeah. And she says that she gets like a buzz right before sunset. And mm. then Oz tells her to get into the cage that she can't run loose tonight because people will be out hunting for them. And Veruca stepping closer says, so you're saying I should spend the whole night with you alone, locked in a cage. And Oz says, you'll be safe. And she says, not from you. And she's like stroking the bars oh, of the boy. cage. Yikes. She says, isn't that the point of this cozy little arrangement? And they start to feel the change and they're kind of both doing this like, Uh-oh. you know, Werewolf. sort of shifting thing. And she says, it's coming. Do you feel it? It's like <laughs> blood boiling. And Oz oh. says, I feel it. And Veruca leaning in towards him, hanging on the cage door. She says, I've wanted you even before I saw you. I sensed you. Did you sense me? And Oz says, come in here. And she says, did you? And Oz grabs her head and pulls her into the cage, kissing her. Oh, And boy. as they keep kissing passionately, they change and they hold hands as wolves. Warwolf love. The next morning... Willow enters the crypt with a brown bag and a thermos, <laughs> yeah. skipping down the steps without a care in the world, just bringing a nice breakfast to her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then she sees Oz uh, boy. and Veruca. And she's dead. In the cage together. Yeah. Naked. Appro- appropriate that she's in a crypt for this, you know? Just. Yeah. Just feelings die, you know? So Willow drops the thermos and bag. Oh, man. I think it's still good, whatever's in that bag. I think that's not the point, Pat. Oh. All right. (laughs) Back from commercial, Oz and Veruca stir, and Oz notices Willow and pulls on pants, but Veruca gives zero fucks and stays naked. As Willow says, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And Oz tells her that he had to lock her in there with him, that she's a wolf like him. No choice. No choice, babe. Don't you get it? Wolf. He tries to reach out to comfort Willow, but she slaps his arm away and says, don't touch me. And tears start to stream down her oh, face. Oh, man. Oz Didn't mean says, nothing. Just a couple wolves. <laughs> doesn't matter. Oz says, she was going to hurt somebody. I didn't have a choice. And Willow says, but you did. You could have told somebody. Your solution? Just put you two together in a room all night? And Veruca, finally putting her fucking jacket on, says, girl's got a point. And Oz says, leave. And Veruca starts to protest, but he yells, now! And she goes. (laughs) Is Silver Bullet the thing that kills a werewolf? According to Kane, yeah. Remember? The werewolf hunter? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, Buffy should stock these, you know, just in case. Just in case Oz strays. Ostrays or, you know, another warwolf just shows up out of the blue. Well, you know, Buffy doesn't want to kill them. So she does. Remember, she has a tranquilizer gun. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, you might want to have She something. wants to give him a stern talking to. Okay. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Oz says that tells Willow that he's sorry, but Willow still crying, which kills me. She says, I knew. I knew you jerk and you just sat there and you told me everything was fine and she keeps crying and we're going to do some lines here. All right. 
So Willow says, I knew you jerk and you just sat there and you told me everything was fine. And she keeps crying. I know how it feels. I remember. Oh, so what? This is payback? I had this coming? No, it's not. Because I thought that was behind us. And you know what happened with Xander? It doesn't compare. Not with what you and I had. Not with whatever you've been doing with her. I don't know what Veruca and I have done. When I change, it's like it's like I'm gone and the wolf takes over. But before this, when you were regular Oz, you had feelings for her, didn't you? No. I could sense something, but... But you wanted her? Like, in an animal way? Like, more than you wanted me? And she runs off, tears streaming down her face, and Oz shouts after her. Willow! Rawr! <laughs> no. Why are you killing this moment? Sorry. I'm sorry. This it's is, too real. This it's is too hard real times. For me. It's too real? And you can't handle it because it's too handle. hard. Can't handle these deep emotions, you know? I got to take it somewhere else. I understand. Okay, good. As long as you understand. <laughs> so then we cut to Willow walking alone downtown, looking despondent, just completely <laughs> wrecked emotionally. Yeah. Not paying attention, she walks into the street. Buffy sees her from across the road and screams her name, but she's too far away to save her from the car that's bearing down on her. Willow looks up, but she would have been hit if it weren't for Riley, who grabs her and pulls her onto the sidewalk as Buffy rushes over. What a superhero, this guy. Yeah. Willow looks unfazed. (laughs) Willow looks unfazed as Buffy brushes back her hair and asks what's the matter, but Willow just... She just can't respond. Despondent. Despondent. That's what I said. Yeah. Riley gently suggests that Buffy takes her home. And then he tells Willow, whatever it is, it's not worth hurting yourself over. Such a nice, wholesome guy, you know? Oh, yeah. Buffy silently thanks him and then leaves with Willow. And then in their dorm room, Willow sits on her bed and Buffy gets up from it and tells her that she has to go to find Veruca before the sun sets. And she says, when I do, this thing stops. She's bad news. And she kind of looks at Willow and she's like, do you want me to get you something before I take off? Kleenex? Chocolatey? Chocolate anything? But Willow shakes her head and says no. And she's looking a lot more calm. Buffy says, I'll come back as soon as this is finished. I just want you to take it easy, okay? Riley was right. The main thing is put the blame where it belongs. Don't hurt yourself. And Buffy really doesn't want to leave, but she knows that she has to. So she mm-hmm. Willow assures her that she's okay. And Buffy says, I love you, and then leaves. And I love that she can say I love you to her best friend. Of course. So best it's friends so do. Nice. I nice. That's probably why I have no problem telling my friends I love them. Mm-hmm. I've even said it to you before, but I think it makes you uncomfortable. Me? Yeah. Uncomfortable? Yeah. No. <laughs> Any any strong emotion. <laughs> I love you, Pat. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> You're my friend. <laughs> oh, wow. Just as a friend. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I had to take a sip of boba tea. <laughs> did you get a boba jelly? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Score. Bonus boba. <clears throat> anyway, very nice. I love it. Oh, no. so nice. <sighs> anyway, when Buffy's gone, Willow kind of like looks contemplative and then she says put the blame where it belongs 
Then she opens up the wooden chest by her bed to reveal witch stuff. Whole bunch of witch gadgets. Whole bunch of witch gadgets. Yeah. You were probably like, wow, look at all that awesome stuff. Look at all that witch stuff. Yeah, man. Man, I want all of that. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely was. Yeah, I know. In Oz's bedroom, he hangs up his phone as Buffy enters, and she's all business, asking where she is. Oz says he doesn't know, but he can follow her scent, and then he kind of like starts to try to talk to Buffy, but she's like, she cuts him off, and she says, Oz, now might be a good time for your trademark stoicism. Yeah. And she turns around and leaves. Mm -hmm. He gets the hint, and then he follows her as they leave to look for Veruca. Yeah, like Toucan Sam, just follow your nose. (laughs) yes and then in a chemistry lab willow is brewing up some scary spell calling on the devil and satan Uh and hell and all kinds of bad things take it easy yeah to make oz and veruca's hearts broken yikes in the woods buffy and oz are running chasing veruca's scent when they come upon a pile of clothes that she left and oz says they that they might be from the other night when you know they did you stuff know, outside. Crazy in the bramble but bushes. But he doesn't say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but Buffy says that they could also be there to throw him off her scent. And he says, Willow. And then they run. But Buffy slams into a commando guy. Yep. Here we go. And then we cut back to Willow brewing up her hateful magic. But she can't go through with it. And she was holding like a photo of Oz that she almost put into a burning mm-hmm. cauldron. She's and floating she some beakers too. Floating some beakers. Mm-hmm. She drops the photo of Oz and then the levitating beakers drops and breaks. And then there's like burning and boiling containers and everything just stops. Wow. And Veruca says from the door, wow. Then she steps in, closes the door, locks it. She says for a minute there. I thought you might actually play rough. Sometimes you have to, you know, to keep what's yours. Sometimes you have to kill. And she looks out the window and she says, how about that? Sun's almost down. And she starts advancing towards Willow. Uh-oh. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Buffy struggles to get back up near the commando, who doesn't seem that interested in her. Buffy grabs her tranquilizer gun and runs off. And then back in the lab, Veruca is stalking towards Willow. We're going to do some more lines here. What's the point of running into that commando guy again? Just be like, remember, there's a commando guy around. So, Well, there is a little bit of a point. Oh, well, all right. I mean, for one thing. Well, she brings it up to somebody, right? Something. Yeah, there's a couple things that happen. Okay. Because of that. So. All right. um, I'm going to have you be Veruca and I'll be Willow. All right. All right. Yeah. So back in the lab, Veruca is stalking towards Willow. Can't say I'm surprised you didn't go through with your little hex. You don't have the teeth. Willow starts backing up and she's, you don't know what I have. You don't know anything about me. I know what you'd love. I have his scent on me right now. Gross bitch. (laughs) Veruca backhands Willow and she falls to the floor as Oz bursts into the room and he tells Veruca not to touch Willow again. 
they both start to shift and she taunts him telling him that she likes it rough oh, he tells boy. her to leave willow out of it but, but veruca says how can i she's the reason you're living in cages she's blinding you when she's gone you'll be able to admit what you are and oz says you don't want to find out what i am and their faces morph but nothing else Uh-oh. veruca says you're an animal animals kill and Oz says, you're right. And he stalks towards her and he says, we kill. And he starts to wolf, like completely wolf out, wolf as does out. she. And they begin to struggle and they fully change. And then Oz Wolf beats the shit out of Veruca Wolf. And then he this tears her throat out. Yeah, he just starts munching on her throat. Yeah, and then he growls in victory Yikes. as Willow cowers <laughs> in a corner. She starts to get up and reach for him. She's like, Oz? And he charges at her, but Willow grabs his leg and pulls him back. Knocks him around a bit. Sorry, but Buffy grabs his leg and pulls him back. I don't know if I said Willow. Okay. Knocks him around a bit and then shoots him with a tranquilizer gun. Willow begins crying uncontrollably, and Buffy rushes over to her, cradling her friend in her arms. And the next day, Buffy fills Giles in, including on seeing the commando guy in the woods. She said, toting some serious weaponry. And she recalls seeing some guys on Halloween, but thought that they were in costume. And Giles says, but maybe they were working. Buffy feels guilty for not saving Veruca, but Giles reminds her that she saved Willow. So basically her running into the commando guy this was a fr- like remember we've seen them a bunch of times but buffy yeah. has only seen them at halloween mm, okay. and now she ran into this one again and she's like okay i thought they were in costumes but Turns i guess out. not yeah so jaws is like maybe they were working mm-hmm. and also her running into the commando guy prevented her from getting there at the same time as oz who got there and then tore out Veruca's neck. Gotcha. So if Buffy had gotten there on time, most likely Veruca would still be alive. Gotcha. How convenient. I'm kind of okay with that. Oh. <laughs> you um, want Veruca gone. Want her she gone. deserve to live. No. <laughs> but, you know, this is also Oz, Oz's mistake. Yeah. So it's not just Veruca. Two, it takes two to tango. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, for sure. For sure. So we're going to do some Giles and Buffy's line, Buffy lines. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, Giles reminds Buffy that she saved Willow. I'll be Buffy and you can be Giles. Okay. Right now she wishes I hadn't. Giles, I've never seen her like this. It's like it hurts too much to form words. You've You've felt that way yourself and you got through it. Yeah. I ran away and went to hell and then got through it. I'm kind of hoping she doesn't use me as a model. Fair enough. I just don't know how they're going to deal with this. Then we cut to Oz's room and he's packing. Willow walks in and he tells her that he's going. Willow says, don't I get any say in this? And Oz says, no. Farouk was right about something. The wolf is inside me all the time. And I don't know where that line is anymore between me and it. And until I figure out what that means, I shouldn't be around you or anybody. Willow He's going to go for... on a wolf about. Oh, God. Willow asks how long, you know, he'll be gone. And he says he doesn't know. And she says, don't you love me? And Oz says, my whole life, I've never loved anything else. 
And he walks over to her, presses his forehead to hers as she sobs. And she says, oh God, Oz. And Oz kisses her forehead, then leaves before he can change his mind, leaving Willow crying in his room. He walks out, he puts his bag in his van, he gets in, starts the van, then he pauses and he cuts the engine. And we cut to Willow crying again because Allison Hannigan crying is the saddest thing in the world. I know, you can't handle it. You just can't handle it. And then we cut back to Oz, who starts the van again and drives away. Wow. What an episode. Double the werewolf, double the fun, Sammy Joe. Is no. that a good time? No. Oh, all right. I hate this episode. <laughs> you hate it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. What did you think when you saw this episode? What were, I, what were you feeling? I don't know. It's like, all right, we got some drama, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of werewolves. Uh, I did think whenever I see the werewolf men people like rolling around and like acting like dogs, I'm always kind of like, this. What, what am I doing with my life? What's this show? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's definitely pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. It's just so, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It makes it interesting. So I don't know what's going to happen here. I'm going to have to really think hard for my predictions. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, um, I was recently adding some stuff to my like online portfolio Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, I think this project happened, I think you had either just gotten to Wesleyan or it was right before you got there, the April Fool's thing. The squirrel? Yeah. yeah. I think it, I think you were there, but no, I, was I was really- No, I was there after. Oh, okay. So we basically played an April Fool's prank, which is, I love April Fool's. And hey, that's actually tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Friday. It's Friday. Friday. Two days from now. So um, we played a prank that we were changing the Wesleyan mascot from a cardinal to a squirrel because the students on campus are like obsessed with the squirrels. Mm -hmm. Um, And we like rented a squirrel costume and like had somebody dress up in it and everything. Um, And and, like the costume had definitely seen better days. Like it, it had been around a long time. And so... I was watching this episode and I had just like rewatched that that video recently because I was like putting it in my portfolio and I'm like, man, this these costumes are like just as raggedy and bad as like that squirrel costume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um but emotionally, Pat. Yeah. How did you feel? Emotionally? I uh, feel uh so emotional about this oh my god can you believe it <laughs> okay well this episode broke me yeah, i avoid I it i always yeah. avoid it during rewatches when i can help it but obviously yeah. i couldn't help it this time right i cannot watch this episode without bawling my eyes out wow mm-hmm. i was crying so hard and i wow. watched you know i watched these episodes twice for the sure. show yeah once so for fun through it twice which wasn't for fun, fun. <laughs> in the second for night fun. I finished yeah. it like not that long ago and I was just like, <sighs> I was like crying <laughs> and oh, Dave man. isn't home and Appa was sitting next to me on the couch and he moved closer, <laughs> yeah. moved closer to me. He was like, like well, oh, mama needs me. Here. Yeah. <laughs> when this episode Sad first aired. TV, Sammy Joe. <laughs> yeah. 
When this episode first aired, I was distraught. And I Uh remember my fellow Buffy fans trying to console me. They're like, (laughs) Seth Green is going to be back. Oz and Willow are the perfect couple. And I was like, how can I ever believe in love again? (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, you know, I clung to that. Sure. Um, and then I was thinking if I was in that torture room and lost where they rescued Alex's boyfriend, what's his name? Mm-hmm. Was that guy, kid's name? Young Carl. Yeah, Carl. Young yeah. Carl. <laughs> uh, it would just be this episode, the video playing, it would just be this episode on a over loop with over. like with footage of centipedes crawling just spliced in for good yeah. measure. Mine would be the Zeppo. really that's the worst thing you've ever seen (laughs) i'm pretty i'm pretty (laughs) sure yours would be um rocky horror playing over and over again yeah that's true that would probably be it spliced with snakes oh come on why are you doing that to me it's got to be really bad you know yeah it is really bad anyway all right (sighs) i'm glad it's over with now yeah you want some trivia yeah sure do while filming the scene where Oz and Veruca wake up in the cage, Seth Green says that he was naked except for a man thong. Mm. And he said it was even more uncomfortable because Paige Moss, uh, Veruca, had mm. her boyfriend visiting the set that day. Oh, that's not awkward. <laughs> um, <laughs> Paige Moss and Seth Green were also in Can't Hardly Wait together. Oh, um, look at that. Where Paige Moss... I actually... I looked her up and I was like, wait, what? And I looked up her character and can't hardly wait. It doesn't look anything like her character yeah. in this. Um, but she she rejects Seth Green's character. I mean, that's no surprise because uh, okay. a lot of women reject, reject Seth Green's him. character yeah. in that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. During the scene where Oz is supposed to be turning into a werewolf, werewolf, Joss Whedon wrote a special direction to Seth Green in the script. He told him to imagine he was, quote, about to come on to acid. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's an interesting direction. Yep. In a BBC interview, writer Marty Noxon says she would have liked to have directed this episode because it was close to her heart particularly the metaphor that, quote, most of us have a creature inside of us that makes us do things that we wish we didn't do. She added, the whole issue of sexuality between men and women is kind of fraught because of this beast. Hmm. So, kind of interesting. All right. In 1985, Lindsay Krauss played Seth Green's mother in an ABC after-school special series, I Want to Go Home. Here, Oz attacks and tried to kill Krauss's character, Professor Walsh. Hmm. Seth Green laughingly called this coincidence the circle of life. <laughs> wow. Such a small world in Hollywood. There's always at these crossovers. Yeah. There's actually, I think, nine um, actors in Can't Hardly Wait that are also in Buffy. Holy moly. That's a yeah. zeitgeist of 90s teen actors. Some of which we haven't seen yet. Okay. Oh, boy. So, mm-hmm. That's that exciting. is a teaser. That is a teaser. Mm-hmm. All right. That is all of the trivia that I can share with you. All right. Is it time to get into Lost? Things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, right. it's time to, time to turn up the excitement and take us up. from depressing land yes. to, to happy land. Yeah. 
What? All Shambhala? Right. Shambhala. Yeah, we're going to Shambhala. Okay, Sammy Joe? Okay, whatever that is. What? What do you mean, whatever that is? You should know what Shambhala is. All right, let's get into Lost. All right, this is Lost Season 3, Episode 10. This one is titled, Trisha Tanaka is Dead. <laughs> and original Spoiler Airday, alert. It's February 28th, 2007. Uh, written by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz and directed by Eric Leneville. What are your predictions? All right, my predictions from last episode is that Jack is going to get to live in the sweet condo complex with the others. He's going to get a comfy bed. He won't be in a cage. I said, I don't think they have cages there in that sweet condo complex. Kate and Sawyer will make it back to the main camp by the end of this episode or the next one. And we'll go back to the main group of survivors. All right. Nailed it. Nailed it. So this episode begins in a flashback with some young boy working on a car with his dad. So cute. This this is so cute. This is young Hurley and his dad played by- Cheech Marin allows Hurley to get into the car to try oh, to start it up. Oh my God, that was Cheech. It's Cheech, man. Hilarious. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, is that Cheech? <laughs> and yeah, it is, sure is. Hurley tries to start the car, this Camaro, but it doesn't start. So young Hurley's like, it's stupid. Without a new carburetor, it's not going to work. And then uh, his father says, having hope is never stupid. You've got to believe in good things will happen. And then they will. You understand what I'm saying? And Hurley's like, that's a nice nodding. thing to say. And he's like, in this world, son, you got to make your own luck. His dad then cancels his road trip plans with young Hugo, saying that he has to go to Vegas for quote some work. You know, mm-hmm. and makes him feel better by handing him a chocolate bar to console him. And his mom watches disapprovingly from out the window. Yeah, and well, Hurley's like, mom says I can't have the the like chocolates or something right right and he's like yeah what does she know yeah what does she know here eat this chocolate and his dad dries off in his motorcycle and his pack on his back and yeah uh, young hurley eats his chocolate bar and i was like he's never gonna see his dad again is he i don't know back on the island hurley is monologuing it's another douche dad pat <laughs> i know right that's the show's full of them so uh, Hurley's saying, uh, the others take the bags off our heads, and we're like on the other side of the island, and then they take Jack, Kate, Sawyer someplace, and they sent me back to warn everyone, stay away, which I did. Now everyone's freaked out. With them gone and what's happened to Echo, they're all scared, and I'm scared. But then I've been scared most of the time here anyway, except when I'm with you. I miss you, Libby. And it's revealed Aww. that he's, he's speaking to Libby's to Libby. grapesite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sad. So sad. Why? Too many emotions. Because <laughs> of Charlie shaving, and he cuts himself. And Hurley shows up and asks him how he's doing. And Charlie tells Hurley about Desmond's visions of Charlie dying. And Hurley's like, I think he might be right. I think it might be my fault. And Charlie's like, Your fault. And Hurley's like, I'm kind of cursed. Death finds me, dude. <laughs> And then, woof, woof, Vincent, the dog trots up with something in his mouth. Smash a, cut <laughs> to smash death cut. finding them. It's a nasty. In the form s- of a dead arm. <laughs> skeletal arm. It's like all like bleh, shriveled up. It's been it's a gross. while since we've seen Vincent. 
Yeah, I know. He just kind of shows up every once in a while with something weird in his mouth. That's his yeah. move. And then Hugo goes chasing after the dog with the arm, and Charlie declines the invitation. He's like, yeah, chase the dog with skeletal arm into the creepy jungle. Be, you be my guest. <laughs> and Hurley's like, okay, if I'm not back in three hours, you tell somebody. <laughs> I I really like Hurley and Charlie. Oh, they're so good. They're, so good they're a good duo. They're, mm-hmm. like, they're like the good boys club. They're good dude. Oh. Fun fun boys club mm-hmm. uh so hurley runs through the jungle chasing vincent until the dog leads him to this key on the ground which is like a rabbit's foot keychain attached yeah to it. Mm-hmm. And, which is and, a sign of good luck right and hurley rounds the corner of the jungle to see a vw bus flipped on its side in the middle of the jungle and hurley's just like awesome <laughs> <laughs> lost title Flashback to Mr. Cluck's chicken shack where Trisha Tanaka is reporting about Hurley who bought Mr. Cluck's after winning the lottery and she interviews Hurley and let's do some lines here, Sammy Joe. Okay. Figure you'd like to play a, a reporter for once, you know? Oh yeah. You love I being love a reporter, using don't my you? reporter voice. Yeah. So yeah, she says that's probably every working stiff's fantasy, isn't it? Mr. Reyes and Hurley just shrugs. And she says, um, okay, so Hugo, tell us what else you've done since you got on your lucky streak. And Hurley says, actually, I've kind of had some bad luck too. My grandpa Tito died of a heart attack and the first house I bought, my mom burnt down. My friend Johnny ran off with his girlfriend, Starla. Oh, and this guy jumped off of my accountant's roof. Uh, My friend Johnny ran off with my girlfriend, Starla. Oh, my girlfriend, Starla. (laughs) How dare you, Johnny? <laughs> um, and then Trisha says, cut. And then to Hurley, what the hell was that? It's a puff piece, Mr. Reyes. Do you know what that is? Yeah, sorry, Trisha Tanaka. <laughs> I love how he calls her. Uh, her on-air her name, name, her full name. Yeah. Uh, so then they go inside to shoot some B-roll and bam, a gigantic meteor comes flying out of the <laughs> yeah, sky and the blows hell? up Mr. Clocks. Yeah, Just it was crazy. So ludicrous. It was like an extinction event. That Just... is some crispy chicken. Yeah. Has this ever happened? Like a, like I a meteor? I want my chicken. This size? Well done. <laughs> come come down and like crush a house? Come get the <laughs> hottest chicken on the block. All right. <laughs> so back on the island in the jungle, Hurley looks inside the Dharma van and a Dharma skeleton is still strapped in. Bringing a new definition to crispy chicken. Cuts a gin and son bickering <laughs> and son saying she will only speak English to him from now on. And Hurley. That's smart. That's how you learn. That's, that is how you learn. Hurley comes running in out of breath telling everyone on the beach about the car in the jungle and that they should all go get the car so they can all, you know, drive it, have fun, you know, for fun. And, uh, Everyone's sort of like not into it. They're like, eh, we're all set there, Hurley. And he gets kind of upset. But then Jin just kind of stays there and he kind of like This is Trisha Tanaka (laughs) at the end of the day, totally fried. Okay. All right. (laughs) Golden brown. Uh, So cut to Kate and Sawyer. Sawyer steps on a dart. Kate yanks it out of his foot. (laughs) She then tells him that if he apologizes, they can have a clean slate. You know, Wait. tabula rasa. Oh, yeah. 
That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, this is did. Sorry, I was too busy thinking of my Trisha Tanaka lines. Okay, yeah. <laughs> did you already talk about Hurley trying to get people to help him with the yeah, car? I sure did. And and people are not willing to do that. Yeah, they weren't into it. Yeah, and the that Italian douchebag. What's Paolo? the yeah? What's his? What's the girl's name? Nikki. Nikki. He like yeah. he like grabs her her jeans belt loop yeah. and like pulls her back by that. I was like, what? That is the most like douchebag move <laughs> I have ever that, seen. Would I would not fucking stand for that. No, that'd, that'd be a that'd be a, a slap across the face. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be right out, mm-hmm. my friend. Right. Anyway, so, um, needed to point that out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so uh, Kate and Sawyer. Kate and Sawyer, yeah, they're like, hey, you know, if you just apologize, you know, you can have a clean slate. They talk about Little House on the Prairie, and then James declines to apologize, and Kate says, well, welcome home, Sawyer. And Sawyer mm-hmm. responds with, welcome home, Kate. Back to their old ways. Yeah, so he doesn't call her dubby. freckles. That was right. That was short, short-lived yeah love so called it that they would make it back Mm-hmm. so they arrive back at the beach settlement and all the survivors come to greet them and they all hug and smile and kate looks at sawyer from afar perhaps longingly like oh boy mm. and then flashback remember those days in the cage to a so big... much passionate cage action that's true that's a big crossover passionate cage action in both shows I mean, flashback. Not this episode of Lost, anyway. Big, beautiful mansion. Hurley arrives home with a bunch of ash in his hair, you know, from the meteor and Mr. Cluck's getting blown up, that whole thing. Yeah, Trisha Tanaka. Trisha Tanaka. He tells his mom that Trisha Tanaka is dead from the asteroid or meteor or whatever that came down on the I don't know the difference, he says. (laughs) And it's all because of him and the curse numbers and that he has to go to Australia to write it. And uh, his mom then goes to prove that he's not cursed by revealing his dad has returned magically after 17 years. Uh, yeah. If my mom came back, I'd be like, um, this is proof that I am cursed. Thank you very much. It's <laughs> probably what uh, Hurley's feeling, especially after his dad says, your mom wasn't kidding after <laughs> about those candy bars. Yeah. Wow. Thanks, wow. Dad. Real nice. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely bat- he's back to hit up Hurley for some moolah. You think so? Perhaps. So back on the island, Hurley and Jin check out the car in the jungle, and they work together to get the skeleton Dharma dude out the car, but knock his head off in the process. Whoops. (laughs) Poor guy. And they cut back to the beach where Charlie approaches Desmond and and asks him when he's going to die. He kind of corners him. He's like, tell me, when am I going to die? And Desmond doesn't answer. just says, ah, he was drunk, you know? Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. And then Sawyer comes flying in hot, asking where all his stuff went. And Des spills the beans that they all drank as scotch. And Sawyer approaches Jin and Hurley, who's working on a flipped-over car. And Hurley comes in with a huge hug. He's super excited to see Sawyer. He's like, oh, my God, you're alive. <laughs> yeah. And even Jin speaks some English. He says, good see you. To which Sawyer responds, well, look who's hooked on phonics. <laughs> <laughs> Sawyer uh, says, Kate's with me, but the doc, they still got him. And Hurley says, okay, it's okay. It's going to be all right. Jack's going to be all right. We all are. And so yeah, he's like, like well, he's got singing a new tune here. He's he happy. Is. Very positive thinker. 
And Sawyer's like, well, probably because of all that beer in that in that oh, uh, that's VW true. they beer found. Beer gives you that the liquid confidence, you know. Yeah. Then Hurley says, "Nah, see, things are getting better. The car, you come back safely. It's a sign." And then Hurley then to- tells Sawyer he's going to help fix the car with them because there's beer in it for him. And Kate and mm-hmm. Saeed walk and talk on the beach. Saeed asks about Jack and why he told him not to come back. And Kate says he sacrificed himself so we would escape. He probably didn't want want it to be for nothing. And Saeed says, Hurley told us they released Michael and Walt. Kate says, yep, they gave Michael a boat. He took off and never looked back. Saeed asks a bunch more questions about the boats and the zoo. And Kate doesn't say much, but just tells him about young Carl. She's like, oh, yeah, we got this young kid who was in the bow of the boat. It's all cool. And then she then tells Saeed and Locke that she's going to get help. And Locke's like, help from who? And she sods off into the jungle well, woman on she, a mission. Yeah, she basically says that like they live on this island too. And yeah. that Carl told them that. Yeah. So Carl. Yeah. So then she's Young like, Carl, I'm gonna go please. I'm gonna I'm gonna go get help. Right. I know who she's getting help from, Pat. I know. You do, huh? The yeah. polar bear, most likely. No. Flashback to Golden Jesus, which is Hurley's mom's statue, and <laughs> Hurley's father asks him a question, but Hurley explodes. He says, my father, you're acting like you never left us, like he hasn't been gone for 17 years, and all of a sudden he shows up. Are you at least a little suspicious? And his dad's like, I showed up because your mom called and said you were in trouble. And Hurley's like, What? And then his mom says, all those numbers and curses. Hugo, I don't know what to do anymore. I thought you needed a manly influence, a father, to get you to stop this nonsense. And Hurley says, I'm not crazy. And the only reason he's back is because he wants the money. And his mom wants his dad to stay because, you know, she's got needs. She says, I have needs. And Hurley's like, no, no, no. Yeah, he wigs out. (laughs) Oh, so funny. And then uh, she tells Hurley to show his dad what's in the garage. He does. It's the Camaro from childhood, which, mm. you know, his dad's tickled pink from this. Yeah, so it looks it. It's all shiny, <laughs> sure. nice. Mm-hmm. Back on the island, Hurley, Sawyer, and Jen flip the car over, and Sawyer discovers Roger's head. <laughs> He's like, hey, there's a head in here. Uh, Hurley gets in, tries to turn the car on, not successfully. And Sawyer cracks open a flat beer. Hurley mm. starts yelling. Yeah, that at, beer cannot be good. No, especially if it's there's you know, no way Rocky that three. Yeah, yeah there's no way that beer. beer is still good. It'd just be sludge. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Hurley starts yelling at the two others, uh, saying that he wants to fix the car. You know, for hope. And Sawyer says, "I don't care if it works. Why is it so important to you?" Hurley says, because we could all use a little hope. Sawyer says, if it's hope that you're looking for, S.A., you're on the wrong damn island. That sure as hell ain't no hope here. And then flashback to morning time in the Hugo household. His dad wakes him up, wakes Hurley up. Hurley's wearing headphones, you know, for the noise that they've been making at night. Mm. And his dad (laughs) then brings him (laughs) to a psychic to break the curse. Mm-hmm. She's reading him tarot cards. Reading tarot cards. She tells him about the great deal of money that he uh, has got, which has made him unhappy. 
She then tells him about the numbers, specifically 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 32. Well, she also puts down a six of swords, and she mm-hmm. says, but it's not making you happy, which the six of swords is not about that. That's not a that's not a true reading. No, it's about six of swords is usually has something to do. It actually makes sense with what he is going to do uh-huh. because it's about transition and change. Oh. It's like rite of passage, um, releasing baggage sometimes mean like means taking like a physical journey to mm-hmm. sort of like kind of renew yourself. Hmm. Like a walkabout, which is like he is he keeps talking about how he wants to go to Australia. Yeah. So it actually goes along with what he really wants to do, but she kind of says that it's like a negative sign, like, oh, this uh, but it's like it's keeping you unhappy. Yeah. So and she found says, that interesting. Little little tarot knowledge for you. I love it. And she says how darkness surrounds him in the numbers and how death is coming, and then he needs to remove his clothes for an exorcism as she starts cracking eggs into a pot. Yeah, and you know, just making some cursed clothes soup. That's like regular witch that's activity. That's what you got to do, right? Yeah. And that's when Hurley pulls the rug out ask, asking her if uh, his dad hired her to do this, offering her $1,000, and she protests saying something about integrity. And then Hugo offers her $10,000, and then she quickly gives up uh, the info saying that he put her up to it. And yeah. his dad <laughs> apologizes saying he thought it would help, and Hurley responds, help who? Mm. back hey, in the which, jungle which yeah. uh spell crossover spell crossover sure that mm-hmm. wasn't true magic but no she wasn't yeah. calling in satan mm-hmm. and stuff right which you do obviously all the time mm-hmm. that's how it goes obviously every every day mm-hmm. back in the jungle Jin and sawyer drink a dharma beer and sawyer teaches him some new words and back on the beach Hurley comes to recruit Charlie to start the car with him. Hurley says, look, I don't know about you, but things have really sucked for me lately, and I could use a victory. So let's get one, dude. Let's get this car started. Let's look death in the face and say, whatever, man. Let's make our own luck. What do you say? He also slaps Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Charlie is, like, being all mopey, and he, and yeah. then her... um. But Hurley's like, stop being mopey. And Charlie's like, I'm not being mopey. <laughs> and then he's like, sitting on a beach, staring out at the ocean. That's being mopey or something like that. Yeah. And then at some point he slaps him, mm-hmm. which I found hilarious. Back to Sawyer and Jin. And Sawyer has taught Jin some new phrases. I'm sorry, those pants don't make you look fat. And Hurley <laughs> comes around the corner with Charlie. I'm sorry, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And those pants don't make you look fat. <laughs> the only three things a woman needs to hear, he says. Yeah. I also love Sawyer and Jin's friendship. Some good yeah. g- good bro friendships in right? this show. Some good bro broships got, got a really good like Willow and Buffy, you know, mm-hmm. moments yeah. in the Buffy episode. And we got some nice Hurley Charlie, Jin Sawyer. Very nice. Definitely. Nice and Hurley comes in. And he's like, come on, get up. We got work to do. And Sawyer's like, what's your problem, Jumbotron? And Hurley goes, shut up, redneck man. <laughs> and Sawyer just kind of looks at Good him. Good one. And he's like, touche. <laughs> <laughs> they then push the car to the edge of a steep hill, uh, the Gallimines Hill, if I may. Yeah, and Sawyer that's says, what I thought it was. Oh, this is going to be good. And flashback to Hurley packing for Australia. 
His dad approaches him, tries talking some sense into him. He then tells Hurley that he was there for the money. He was right. And he tells him that he doesn't need to go to Australia. He just needs a little hope. And tells him that he should give all the money away and then fix up the Camaro and then then go to the Grand Canyon. And he asks for a fresh start. Hurley yeah, says, "Yeah, which that is is actually some good advice." So yeah. I hope you know. I was like, I hope he means that. Yeah, it is nice. And Hurley says he'll send him a postcard from Australia. Hurley's uh, resigned from his dad. And Hurley's dad says he'll be there when he returns back to the pit crew, mm. uh, contemplating the hill. Hurley and Charlie get into the cab of the car, and Charlie says, victory or death. And Jin and Sawyer push the car down the hill. As it careens down this very steep hill, Hurley says to himself that there is no curse. We make our own luck. And he pops the clutch, and the car turns on just in the nick of time that they steer around these rocks that they were headed towards and tool around the Gallimimus Hill as the eight-track song of Hall's a Shambhala song comes blaring out of the radio. Then uh. Jim and Sawyer and Vincent the dog join in on the fun. They all hop in, and they're all, yeah. run, you know, they're all driving around. This is around. a great scene. Ah, so fun. So much fun. So much fun. And then we cut to a slow-mo lost montage. Jin and Son reuniting. Claire and Charlie. I Sawyer. really wanted I really wanted Jin to say, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I was wrong. You were right. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. It would have. Sawyer and his case of expired beer and Hurley. I really thought he was going to share it, but you know, he goes no back way. to his pack rat He's back tendencies. To old, old Sawyer, you know? Hurley feeling triumphant in his car as he continues to do donuts out in the Gallimimus Hills. And Sawyer cracks a beer, looks around at the other happy couples, cross-dissolve to Kate in the jungle at night with a torch. She finds a net. Then Saeed and Locke show up with their own torches. Mm -hmm. And they're upset that, you know, she didn't ask for their help. And then blam, 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 some gunshots. Out pops our friend Danny Rousseau. And Kate asks for her help. She says, I'm heading to the other's camp. And if I'm going to find it, I need someone who knows the island. And Daniel says, what makes you think I have an interest in helping you? Kate says, because they had me and they would have never let me go. Probably would have killed me if I hadn't escaped. And the girl who helped me escaped, she was about 16 years old and her name was Alex. I'm pretty sure that she's your daughter. (gasps) Boom. Lost title. Lost title. Wow. Wow. Crazy, huh? Wow. wow. What an episode. Whole lot of car driving, you know, get some cheech. Yeah. It's all good stuff. You got any final thoughts on this episode of Lost? Uh, I'm excited that Rousseau is back in the game. Yeah, it's been a while since we had some Rousseau action, you know? Yeah, and I, I always like Hurley flashbacks, so there's no difference yeah. here. More Hurley, more Charlie, and the world is good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, you want some trivia? Yeah. All right, Daniel Day Kim, who plays Jin, appears again for the first time since further instructions, ending a six-episode absence. Wow. Um, yeah, no reason is given for his absence, unlike other long runs of non-appearance. Um, so this episode aired on... Uh, oh, sorry. Further instructions, where he was last seen, aired on October 18th of the previous year. Meaning mm-hmm. that Jin hadn't 
hadn't been seen in the show for more than four months prior to this episode. Well, they didn't really show... I mean, they didn't show Sun either, did they? Mm, they must have cut to her maybe at like, some point. Yeah, maybe. I guess I just didn't really notice it. Because it, the thing is, there's so many characters Yeah. that especially if they're not like if they if they had been focusing on the main like the survivors and this this part of the island the whole time then i think i would have been more suspicious yeah but because we were bouncing around between you know the um between like jack kate and uh sawyer and then parts of the island and then like kate and sawyer escaping you know so it was like we were kind of going going back and forth it's not like we were focusing on on the regular like the the original survivors the whole time so right but that but, is crazy uh, on the flip side nikki and paulo return after being missing from only three episodes so yeah, i, know I could you do were with less them. of them no yeah. i could do with less of them <laughs> i take jen over them any day the scene in which the van is pushed down the hill appears to make use of a rather extreme camera angles to increase the apparent steep apparent steepness of the slope. The angle mm-hmm. at which Sawyer and Jin are standing, as well as the mountains in the background, make this more noticeable. Oh. Mm, camera trickery. In the scene of the meteorite hitting Mr. Clucks was named by Kevin Blank as the single biggest most expensive shot the show has ever done <laughs> really even more expensive than blowing up the the like because didn't they use like a real pl- airplane in the yeah in the yeah, pilot but, but i think he's talking about visual effects you know oh okay so maybe i don't know uh <laughs> so funny it, yeah certainly pays off the song shambhala is by three dog night that plays in the dharma initiative van was also yep. playing in the flashback to Hurley's childhood when his father's working on the car. Mm, and I a little bit of trivia that. of that song. The song refers to an ancient mythical kingdom of Shambhala that was part of Hindu and Buddhist traditions. The kingdom of Shambhala is seen as a paradise whose reality is spiritual as much as it is geographic, which oh, gives it many parallels with that. Lost. Yeah. Do you think that's where Shangri-La comes from? Mm, no. <laughs> Sounds a lot like it, and it's also yeah. supposed to be a paradise. They do rhyme. So. Yeah, I don't Maybe. Um, one of Sawyer's nicknames in this episode is Oliver Twist for Charlie. As a schoolboy, Dominic Monaghan first got his starting acting in <laughs> school Oliver plays, Twist. including Oliver Twist. <laughs> that's adorable. The reporter Trisha Tanaka is similar to the reoccurring character Asian reporter Trisha Takanawa from the animated show Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, did they? They must have gotten her name from from Family Guy. That must be Maybe. like an homage. Maybe, possibly. Yeah, gotta be. Um, when Kate and Sawyer are in the jungle dart scene, Kate mentions a clean slate. Of course, I already gave it away. Episode three of season one is called Tabula Rasa, which is Latin for clean slate. Mm-hmm. And boom, that's what I got for trivia. Wow. This episode. Yeah. What was your favorite moment of Buffy, Pat? 
Oh boy. I mean, what to choose. So many good moments. Uh, probably when Giles shows up at the uh, bar or <laughs> the at bronze. the bronze. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah, that's pretty good. With the crew. Yeah. Good fun time. What's um, your favorite? Just like, Buffy. <laughs> just Buffy being there for Willow. Yeah. When she says I love you to her. Oh, and so at nice. the end when she's holding her. Mm-hmm. All right. I also didn't mind Veruca dying. <laughs> didn't okay. mind that. What about Lost? What's your favorite moment of the Lost? Hurley and Charlie in the car victorious. Right. Just cruising just, around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I on knew that. they weren't gonna die. I knew they weren't gonna. But no, wouldn't that be a bummer? That would be that a real bummer. Ended with that, they just crash into the rocks and die. Yeah, Desmond yeah. just like shows up running to try to save Charlie, yeah. and then they and hit him too. Cuts to the Lost title. Yeah. What <laughs> about you? What's crazy. your favorite moment of Lost? Same thing. Same yeah. thing. Them tooling around in the car. So much yeah. fun. Yeah. Which episode wins? Hmm. I'm gonna go with Lost. Yeah, I'm giving it to Lost too. Yeah, I mean, obviously, emotionally, but you know, I had a lot of emotions, obviously, with this Buffy episode. But I didn't. Yeah. I don't like it. You don't like it. So definitely, watching this episode of Lost felt like a nice breath of fresh air. Yeah, just a nice comic reset. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a good one. This is more of a relaxed Lost episode. Yeah, and less about you know the whole Jack craziness. We we didn't get any scrambling or gunshots or anything crazy. Yeah, it was definitely way less stressful because yeah. of that. Oh, we did get some gunshots. We at the did end, get some gunshots, but it, you know, it was Rousseau shots, you know? just being being Russo. Right. That's what you yeah. do. Yeah. All right. Uh what do I think is going to happen next in Buffy? Mm-hmm. Um I don't know what's going to happen with Oz. I think he's going to be gone for a while. He might show up uh, near the end of the season, maybe, as like a little return. Um, but I don't think he'll stick around till the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? I don't know if we'll see any more werewolves, okay? I think we just got werewolfed out. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we can call it quits on the werewolf tales for a little while. I mean, I, it would be a relief not to hear you have to say that anymore. Warwolf. Mm-hmm. One for the road. And that's all I got for predictions. Nothing else? You don't want to predict anything about the uh, commando guys? I don't know who those commando guys are. There's like three of them. Or Spike. Uh, we didn't even, we saw Spike for like five seconds and then that was it. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that either. I mean, I guess he's, uh, I don't know what's going on. I, I, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do there. <laughs> I'm just, just gonna throw uh, my hands up. Just, just think of something. I can't think of nothing. Guess anything. Right. Guess, Guess anything. anything. Yeah. Uh, no idea. Commando uh, guys. Ethan zapped Rom, Spike. Feedback. Ethan Rain. Whatever his name is. I don't know. Commando. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Sammy Joe. <laughs> Come on. It's a big mystery. Come up with something. I don't know. Why'd you throw me a bone with those guys? Throw you a bone? Yeah. Like give you a hint. Yeah. No, I can't give you a hint. Ah, you wouldn't give me a hint about Lost. Hmm. Well, we've seen seen them a couple of times zapping some vampires. Sure. Okay. Okay. So they're in commando gear. Uh-huh. 
Juan ran into Buffy this time. Right. Nothing. Nothing. Where do you where do you think Spike? What do you think happened to Spike? I don't know. They took him. Where? I don't know. To the commando center. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's very hard to predict. All right. All right. What do you got for Lost? Uh, Russo is going to team up with Kate, Saeed, and Locke to find the other's condo complex. Okay. And that's all I got. All right. Wow. We're just <laughs> cranking through it now, aren't we? <laughs> uh, what do you got for uh, a wait, meteor? Wait, let me think. Let me wait, think. Are you going to pull another one? Think. I'm just going to think about this a little bit here. Okay. Maybe something about a dinosaur, dinosaur, uh, demon dog, something, what? something from the early days. Remember you had some wild oh, yeah. predictions in the Did early days of the podcast? Wild predictions. Well, I was so wrong. I was so off base. I'm trying to be, <laughs> I'm trying to so be So conservative like, in your um, Well, hey, li- listen to you. You can't even predict what, where Spike is. Yeah. I don't know. He's in a crypt somewhere. How about that? Okay. <laughs> I think this van is going to also play some kind of role in yeah. getting to the condo complex. Oh, okay. Or exploring more of the island. Okay. It's a lot easier when you got a car. Although right. I don't know how much driving that car around is going to... It's not like there's roads on the island as we've roads, seen. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> What's that from? Back to the Future. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. What do you got uh, to recommend for media? Media. I don't know if I can recommend it, although it's, Amy really liked it, but it is like the one thing that we watched this week other mm-hmm. than these shows. We watched the Academy Award winner best, for Best Picture, Coda, which is streaming on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, it's about Coda stands for Children of Deaf, deaf Adults. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, it's about a girl who grows up in Gloucester, Massachusetts with uh, deaf parents, and she wants to be a singer, and uh, hilarity and drama ensues. Oh, wow. That's a tough... Man, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's like a, one of those heartwarming dramas, you know? Did so you... I don't know if I recommend it, but it's, uh, you know, check it out, I guess. I don't like, know. what would you... If, we, if it was movie club. Yeah. One, you know, from zero to ten, what would you give it? Yeah, I'd give it like a six point something. Wow, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It just you know, it's fine. I think yeah. a lot of people will like it, but mm. yeah. Well, I got I got one that um, I have one that I'll recommend, and one that I would say is about the same. Okay. We watched Bad Teacher. Oh yeah. With uh, what's her name? Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Yeah. I don't love her. You know, so it's kind of like meh. But we watched yeah. it for Jason Siegel, and he's not even really in it that much. So yeah. But I will say Justin Timberlake is really funny in it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh so I would probably give that also like a six ish. Yeah, um, I remember seeing that, but not being blown away. Yeah. Um, but I will say we also started watching Once Upon a Time, which I've seen, um, a good good amount of but de- yeah. didn't finish it and dave hasn't seen and i know i mentioned it before on this show that i was kind of unimpressed by it um mm-hmm. it just didn't feel 
very dark or adult a lot of times. And re-watching it now, I'm actually liking it a lot more. Hmm. So, Good. yeah, I'm going to recommend Once Upon a Time, the TV no, show. All right. Not which my I cup think of you tea. can only get in Disney Plus right now. Okay. Yeah, it seems like they own everything now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably not your cup of tea, but if Amy hasn't watched it, it's definitely... I think she has seen a bunch of it. I don't okay. know if she's seen all of it, but... Yeah, because you know, it would definitely be it. up her alley for sure. Yep. All right. Great. Well, what do you say? Should we wrap this thing up? Oh, and... And? The actress who plays Claire is in it. Emily DeRaven. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. She's That's in cool. it. We haven't gotten to her yet, but I remember they like showed, they either show a bunch of characters in the first episode, but you don't actually meet all of them yet, or I might have, they might have just had like a still or something of the cast, and I mm-hmm. pointed to her, and I was like, I was like, I knew I recognized her from somewhere, like as we were watching Lost, I'm like, where do I know her from? And it was from Once Upon a Time. It's just been so well, long since go. I've seen it. So, Cool. Yeah. Fun crossover. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up. Listen, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, all the places. Leave us a nice review. Five stars, please, on Apple Podcasts. And what else, Sammy Joe? Uh, our website is still down. Bop, bop. Um, I was actually going to show you some today, but I forgot. I Forbidden. have been working 404. on it. Yep. No, not a 404. It just it's just <laughs> blank a blank page. blank page. It's a tabula rasa. Tabula rasa. There Look we go. Look at mm. that. <laughs> um, but you can still follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Kickstream Pod and tell us what your favorite moments are and which episode wins for you. Uh, and you can support us on Buy Me a Coffee, buymeacoffee.com slash kickstreampod. And send emails uh, to kickstreampod at gmail.com. And that is all. And always Always remember remember that that streaming streaming is better better with with friends. friends. Friends, friends, friends. All right. We'll see you next week for episode 62. Bye now. Bye.